With over $500,000 in contest prize money up for grabs, the NFL is back in action, and so is winning season at MyBookie. Head to MyBookie.ag to choose from a variety of boosts and free bets and get in on the fan-favorite $100,000 Super Contest, which only costs $10 to enter. Pick five games against the spread each week. Each win earns you a point, and each point gets you closer to the grand prize. In order to get started, make your first deposit over at mybookie.ag. Use our promo code ABSOLUTEDGEN to instantly receive double your deposit. That's right, double your money to double your winnings with your first ever deposit using our promo code ABSOLUTEDGEN. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Absolute Sports Betting Degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Wednesday. Max, what's happening? It's a, it's a very sad day. Um, I have some sad news. There's no NFL today. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we get accustomed to this this NFL product every day, and it's, it's, it's oh my god, we don't we don't have it on a day, and it's it's depressing. Uh, back tomorrow though, <laughs> um, we right? We got an NFL game tomorrow. Um, yeah, I, listen, man, like um, some. Interesting football yesterday. The the Rams, I don't think, played their best football at all. They still came out with a win. Uh, had a little, uh, a little bit of a you know luck with the uh, referees at one point. <laughs> I don't know if you guys <laughs> saw that play. Um, you know, uh, it's reminiscent of uh, a certain uh, NFC Championship game against the Saints, right? Uh, so you know, a little pass interference there, but Rams get the win. Uh, Eagles, Eagles also get a win, staying in the playoff hunt there. So. We'll see how that plays out in our DJ ranks today. <laughs> we'll see. What's going on, Sex Panther? Yeah, the, the Wednesday now, because we try to squeeze NFL in, it, it's for those guys, our DJs, our listeners, who like that conflict. You like that little Will Baum and Kornheiser, Stephen A. Smith. You like that little conflict. So we like a little banter about, uh, you know, where, why we have so much discrepancy in our rankings. Yesterday was bittersweet for me because – I went undefeated, but because of a canceled hockey game, I didn't hit my Panther parlay. So I'm a little salty about that. <laughs> it happens. It happens all the time. And if you like Stephen A. Smith, turn off the podcast right now. Listen to something else. <laughs> Put him right up there with our love for LeBron. <laughs> all right. Well, DJ ranking Panther alluded to it. I will share the screen for those of you watching at home. You can see it on our beautiful Microsoft Word template. Max, Packers number one, Tampa Bay number two, Kansas City number three, Rams number four, Cowboys number five, Patriots number six, Cardinals number seven, Colts number eight, tied for ninth is Tennessee and Buffalo. I mean, I knew that Green Bay was going to end up being number one on our list, mostly because I knew Panther was going to put them number one on his list. So that was immediately going to jump them up. But, uh, you know, I, I gave them some love this week as well. I, I boosted them up on my list. Um, I, I I kept Tampa Bay at my number one. I think that despite the loss to New Orleans, I still think Tampa Bay is by and far the best team in football. Bad matchup uh, against New Orleans. New Orleans is just a tough opponent for them, a divisional team that, that you know, shut them out. That's not going to fucking happen again. I don't think that Tampa Bay is going to be shut out for the rest of the season. In fact, uh, poor, who is it, Carolina? Carolina's next, next. Yeah, poor fucking Carolina who gets them. Uh, but, you know, it's funny too is I look at – Certain rankings, I, I'm looking at you know uh, uh, points per minute. I'm looking at time of possession, but I also just give a look at strength of schedule. Right, the one thing that gives me hesitation about Tampa Bay is they have the easiest strength of schedule in the league. 
right? Uh, Carolina, funny enough, has has the hardest strength of schedule. Poor fucking <laughs> Carolina, but Tampa Bay has one of the easier strength of schedules in the league, and I think that that has to play some kind of role in when you're ranking teams. I, you know, I know we've argued back and forth on the show. It's like, well, you play the teams in front of you. You got to win the games, blah, 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 blah. But then some people on the show who's going to talk next likes to flip-flop on that. And it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's convenient when it works for him and, and inconvenient when it doesn't. So, uh, Panther, you know, congrats on Green Bay barely beating the fucking Baltimore Ravens this week. Well, you know, we, we kind of joked the other day, Baltimore is two two-point conversions away from being a one seed. And here they are currently out of the playoffs sitting in an eight seed. Um, but, yeah, you, you talk about that strength of schedule. I'm, I'm not I, – I don't know. I, I don't know where, you, where we, we're all getting our different numbers. I'm looking at a screen here that shows that Tampa Bay – uh, actually has played the hardest strength of schedule of the current playoff teams uh, with a 500 or a 505 win percentage of the schedule they've played. Um, you know, I do like Tampa, but I, they had to be pumped down. I think when you look at our rankings, if you said Green Bay, Kansas City, Tampa Bay, threw them in a bag, shuffled them up, spit them out, I'm not going to have a, a bunch of argument. I think there's still a lot of questions about Kansas City, that offense. Um, you know, they they got some fortunate breaks against the Chargers this past week with Kelsey running through nine guys untouched. Um, but it's just so wide open because after the big three, the numbers are just numbers. Like Dallas, Arizona, the Rams – Tennessee, the Colts, the Patriots, to me, they're all the same team. Like, I, you could tell me one's four and one's eight. You're not going to get a lot of argument from me. What, the way I ranked mine was head-to-head mattered. So, like, Dallas had to be over uh, New England to me. Tennessee had to be over the Colts to me. Um, but those are the two of them that stood out to me. Is Tennessee, I'm the only one that ranked them. And Buffalo is the only uh, team that Arch ranked. So everybody else was, fell into the slot somewhere, uh, and Arch didn't give the Chargers any love. So kind of curious to Arch's take on, on those plays. Well, Chargers, I have the Chargers at number 13. I don't there's no take on it. it's just what my numbers spit out you know and my list is probably radically different from where your your mindset is panther i still have the i put the rams at number one they uh they're the number one team followed by green bay the patriots the buccaneers the chiefs the cowboys the bills colts so yeah yeah, yeah i i don't like the head-to-head you have to put a team above another team who wins that to me it because max is right matchups do matter for whatever reason New Orleans has. Tampa Bay's number. So you can't possibly think that New Orleans is a better team than Tampa Bay, can you? I think Max hit it on the head yesterday when he said New Orleans or uh, Tampa Bay better hope that New Orleans doesn't right. slide damn, into that seven seed. Yeah, damn straight. That that would just be a nightmare scenario. Um and yeah, yeah Panther, you're right. I, I refreshed and and it, it, Tampa Bay has the um the easiest strength schedule from here on out. They they're uh in in the middle of uh, teams when it comes to strength of schedule. So I stand corrected on that. Um, but still it's, it, you, you know, I think that um, looking at the teams that you, that you're playing um, in this league, in this time, I don't know if it makes a huge difference with, 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 with it because there is so much parody parody, whatever uh, Maxi wants to say in the league right now that the difference between I don't know what the the sixth best team in the league and the twenty fourth best team in the league isn't much, right? <laughs> like I, I, I'm, right, I'm right, not right. even I'm not, I'm not even kidding, right? I mean, like what what's the you know I I'd say that our top ten is is pretty good, but I'm I'm looking at my list 
And once it gets to like eight for me, it's like here, here's here's my here's my rankings from eight on Indianapolis, Chargers, Cincinnati, Buffalo, San Francisco, Philadelphia, Tennessee, Minnesota, Baltimore, New Orleans. I I don't know if there's a yeah. huge variance between those teams. Like I really don't. And and throw them in a fucking bag and have them play each other like you do, Arch. I think any one of those teams could be any one of those teams on any given Sunday. No, I was laughing because you're absolutely right. It goes about down to 24, and then there's a cliff. <laughs> At oh, the, tw- yeah, the 25th exactly. down is like, whoa. It's, it's, it's Jets, Carolina, Atlanta, Detroit, right. Giants, Chicago, right. Houston, and Jacksonville. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. Because <laughs> even Denver. Like, I mean, Denver, Denver's ranked 24th on mine. But so – I'm like Miami's 21st on mine. I think Miami has a chance to make the playoffs. Miami's got probably a chance to fucking win the East at this point in time. You know, yeah. so it's it's crazy. Uh, Vegas, uh, they got to win this week. Um, Seattle, I mean, Seattle is a bad team that I just feel like ran into some shit luck, right? I mean, they had Geno Smith as their fucking quarterback for, you know, over a quarter of the season. They, they, they play, you know, I think about this, like the Rams – Cardinals and and 49ers are all playoff teams and Seattle's got to play them fucking twice. Yeah. So no, this is a tough road. Seattle, it's a tough you know, road. It's not yeah. fun at all. Well, just like we'd mentioned yesterday as well, the, the AFC, the second seed right now is the New England Patriots at 9 and 5. The 13 seed is the Denver Broncos at 7 and 7. You've got 11 teams that are two games apart with three games to go. And I think that's reflected in what we're saying, not necessarily the rankings, but it is, it's a jambalaya of who anybody could beat anybody on, on any given Sunday. There's three Sundays. We can sit here and argue who we think is better, but when it comes down to it, when it's all over, you know, the head to heads and those final records are, are going to matter. I got a question for you guys. Do you, you, you do these, uh, spreadsheets you do these uh, inputs these compute these algorithms does does your opinion factor into any of these rankings or is it just whatever the computer spits out is what it spits out i i i know arch yours is just math just right? numbers there's just no numbers. opinion at all uh up until about a month ago i was doing it straight up on numbers and then i started factoring an opinion a little bit uh just because i, I, I <laughs> we know I, we know we know yeah, who's just, missing just, yeah <laughs> just just because green bay was re- consistently ranked 16th if i was to run this straight up right now just based off my my metrics uh green bay would be 11th on my list just just on the metrics alone and again that that's looking at points per minute meaning uh time of possession plus points scored um and you do a you know it's just a formula of, of points per minute so so green bay leads the league in uh, time of possession i think they they have the ball 54 percent of the time of the game right so they easily lead the league in time of possession but it wasn't up until the last few weeks that they're scoring points and their defense tends to score points so it skews it a little bit so if i'm just looking at the points per minute thing which i think to me is one of the um in today's modern football uh, one of the clear indicators of success for a team, Green Bay would be 11th on my team. I've bumped them up to third, right, on my list uh, just because, yeah, they're, they're an 11-win team. You could argue that, you know, there's a bunch of 10-win teams in the NFC, and right now they're, they're an 11-win team. Uh, they beat the Rams. It's it's hard for me to put the Rams over Green Bay, knowing that Green Bay's beat the Rams. So I think there is a little bit of perception that I've done in there to to move teams around. But by and far, I'd say the majority of my list is still based off my numbers. If I were going straight up numbers, the Rams would be number one. Uh, they score the the mm-hmm. highest points per minute in the league. Uh, they, even when their offense is down, 
they're still <laughs> one of the more dynamic offenses in the league. It's crazy. Um, and I'd probably put KC a little bit lower on my list based off the the straight up metrics as well. So I, I do I do mix and match once I have that first baseline of numbers. Uh, but uh, about a month or so ago, you know, when someone on the show was giving me shit for Green Bay, you know, not making my list, uh, I started mixing it up a bit. Well, I asked, and that had nothing to do with Green Bay. So I'm asking because uh, Tennessee, Tennessee's an interesting, you know, problem here because they're the, currently the number three seed in the AFC. We know the Derrick Henry factor might have them back by the uh, playoffs, but neither one of you ranked them. So we'll kind of dismiss Arch because his does whatever the computer spits out. Did you factor any opinion in Tennessee? And what is your opinion on the Titans when not having them there in your top 10? Uh, they are one of, uh, the mediocre teams when it comes to points per minute. So just running my straight up numbers, uh, they, they didn't make the top 10. I moved them up to 14. So that's what I'm saying is as I like Tennessee, I don't like how they're playing football right now. That loss to the Steelers was a huge fucking blow. In my opinion, they need to get healthy. They need to get Derek Henry back. And when they do, maybe they boost up on the list, but I'm more high up on the Colts than I am on Tennessee right now. I'm more afraid of Indianapolis and what they can do out on the field than I am with Tennessee. Uh, the Colts defense is is really fucking gelling right now. It's scary. Their offensive line mm-hmm. is brutal. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got the best healthy running back in the league right now. And you know what? I I don't fucking hate Carson Wentz. <laughs> so, I mean, there's that. I think Carson Wentz and Ryan Tannehill are not too far off each other from talent Man. level or skill set. So, to me... I'd be terrified of the Colts. Um, you got to remember, it was about a month or so ago that I, I had them in my top five of my ranking. I loved how they were playing football. Uh, I saw the potential with them. So I, I think it's it's less of you know a slight on Tennessee, if you will, and more of I just like the Colts a hell of a lot more than Tennessee. I don't know how you can slight Tennessee. I know, Panther, you're not very high on them. I, I can say even at number 12, this is an overperforming. I have a number 12. They're an overperforming team. They show up and they overperform. I mean, they've set the record, the record for most players played in an NFL season so far. And we're not even done. We're talking raw numbers. They've started what? 80, they've played 87 different players. This team has been decimated. Jesus. It's a miracle that they show up and are competitive in every game. Yeah, it actually kind of a tribute to um, Mike Rabel and, and that coaching staff to yeah. keep them out there and staying competitive. But if they get everybody back, Julio Jones came back this past week. Uh, rumors that Derrick Henry might make it back by the end of the season and go into the playoffs. Um, so Tennessee becomes a dangerous team. And you talked about the Colts. Their last three games are all very winnable. They're at the, at the malfunctioning Arizona Cardinals team right now on Saturday night primetime football. Then they're home against the Raiders, who are terrible, and they wrap up against the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are god-awful. They could win the last three and uh, probably win that division. Oh, very very much so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it's, it, I think the, having Jacksonville and Houston in, in your division – um and you're tennessee and you've lost to both of them right uh, do they have one loss to each or is it just houston that they lost to i mean uh, it, 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 just crazy crazy fucking talk and 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 then that steelers game just really fucking knocked the wind out of me with tennessee so i think the, the colts have the momentum right now maybe tennessee gets it back when they get henry back we shall see with that um looking at this list too like i 
perception same thing with Dallas and I know we're running a little long we should we should, we should cut cut the list off uh, very soon but but Dallas got another win this week I wasn't high up on that win they they beat the Giants 20 to 6 their defense played really well against a feeble fucking offense I don't know if that defense can stack up against the more higher powered offenses in the league and then offensively Dallas looks like they've got some issues right now they do not look to be clicking they've got to get some shit together and uh I worry that uh, they're going to get in the first round and get get knocked out the way that they're playing right now and in true Dallas fucking fashion. So they got to get shit right offensively for me to take them more seriously. Right now, it's they're a top five, six team, absolutely, but mm, that's, <laughs> that's that's questionable. Yeah, very. Panther. Now, I was just looking at Dallas' schedule. They, they've got to get it together because they wrap up at home against Washington, at home against the Cardinals, and then uh, season ending at the Eagles. So not an easy slate for the Cowboys. Who I, I agree with Max. Not playing, They're finding ways to win, but not playing their best football like they were at the first half of the season. Hmm. Yeah. Well, we're running long, so we can't really talk much more. <laughs> we'll have a few thoughts about Carson Wentz down the road, I think, because there's, there's, some, there's a problem there. A real mm. problem there. <laughs> All right. Uh, Max, let's take a breather. All right. Hey, let's talk about Odds Jam. Developed by Stanford Engineers, Odds Jam is an innovative solution designed to identify mathematically profitable betting opportunities. They have the fastest real time data to spot discrepancies between different sports books, help users place profitable bets. That's right. Profits average 3% every day, which adds up to big earnings. There is no catch, just the smartest betting software on the market. Use the link in the description and get used to winning with Odds Jam. Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJ's proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now, take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, Anywhere, use the promo code DGENS to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. All right, NBA. All right, uh, I'm going to bet them all. Just going to bet them all. Panther, you going to bet them all? I tried. I couldn't do it. Yeah. I'm, I'm about half of them. Can we, uh, I guess, we'll start off with ripping the Band-Aid off? Cavs, most surprising team in the league this year. Winners of six in a row. Cleveland has improved to 19 and 12 on the season uh, with their previous win over the Bucks as well. They've improved to 10 and five on the road. Now they're going to head to Boston, take on a Celtics team. That is the model of mediocrity, <laughs> the model of inconsistency, the model of disappointment. Celtics thought it would be a great idea to put Enos freedom on Joel Embiid in their last game, or maybe they didn't have a choice because they have no big men to throw at Embiid. 
it didn't go so well. And while the Cavs don't have a singular big man as good as Joel Embiid, they have a few big men that will cause havoc with that Boston interior defense. Uh, Boston definitely better off now that Jalen Brown is back to normal, but I still don't think they have enough to match with the better teams in the league. And yeah, I guess Cleveland counts right now as one of the better teams in the league. $10 money line bet on the Cavs. Yeah, it does seem kind of funny to say that Cleveland is one of the better team in the leagues, but you know they're doing what they they've done in the past, which is playing really good defense. They they actually start to remind me of the New York Knicks of last year, the way they're playing defense. They've given up 94, 89, and ninety just in their last three games, holding the Milwaukee Bucks to ninety points, and they're scoring. I've talked about their rebounding. They've got the bigs. They can bang with guys that have bigs. Boston doesn't have bigs. Um, so I don't understand this line. It almost feels like uh, a trap, I guess, to, to take Cleveland here. Boston by six just seems outlandish to me. Um, I should money line it, but I'll take the six points and put uh, 10 bucks on the Cavs. Jesus Christ. It's already starting. Kiss of death right out of the gate. Uh, yeah, Cleveland, man, plus six and a half. I, I like that play. I'm kind of dipping my toe into spreads a little bit more and I, I just can't envision a world where Boston wins by more than six. It looks like they're going to win by 20, though. So 10 bucks on the Cavs. Yeah, that, that ain't going to happen. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> I, th- I think this is a KOD that's actually going to hit for once. Well, the the basketball do, one's pretty close. The Cleveland KODs. No, yeah. no, no. We do good with the Cleveland KODs. You got to remember, last time we KOD'd Cleveland, they won. It's, it's a while back. I can't remember that far back. That was a couple weeks ago. Uh, Orlando at Atlanta. Uh, Orlando has six wins this season. <laughs> six. Their last one came over a depleted Nets team. Now I am banking on them grabbing one over a depleted Hawks team. Atlanta, of course, going to be without Trey Young. He's on COVID protocols. Uh, also nursing a bad ankle, so I don't even think he would have played anyway, <laughs> even if he didn't have the vid. Uh, Atlanta also missing Bogdanovich, Capella, Gallinari. <sighs> I, what team do they have at this point? Uh, you know, the Magic, I know that they're dealing with some issues. Mo Bamba's out. Uh, Michael Carter-Williams is out. But it looks like Cole Anthony's going to play. And if Cole Anthony suits up today, I think him being on the court and Trey Young not being on the court gives the advantage to Orlando. So you're telling me, hey, listen, eight and a half? Nine. Ah, fuck it. Fuck it. Nine? Whatever Nine. it is, I I don't care. I think, uh, you know, it's probably going to be a loss in in my, uh, my, my ledger today. I don't fucking care. I think the probability is there without all those guys for Atlanta. So $10 money line bet on the Magic. Well, and you throw in the fact that these two teams just played five days ago, I kind of have a theory, a, a testing theory, that it, it just doesn't go well when teams play – that close together or back-to-backs um, where a team dominates the, the second game. Atlanta uh, won that game by 12 points. The eight, nine points does feel like a lot. Orlando, of their six wins, four of those have been on the road. Um, so I, I do think Orlando is the play here, but with all those injuries, I didn't want to overreact. So I'm just going to fade this game and lean Orlando. Gerardo wants to know about the under. I like the under in this one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's 219, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, 215. Oh, now, 215. I think. Oh, shit. I, I, th- I was thinking I was, 216 was the number I had jotted down. Oof. I don't know. Mm. Panther, you have a thought? 
I was looking at it. The thing that concerns me about that under is is uh, Atlanta's last three losses. They've lost three of their last four. They gave up 133, 132, and 113. Um, Orlando's clearly not that kind of offensive team, but if they're not going to play defense, they might be. Yeah, that's true. I was close to, to going to Orlando. I, I'm not quite there. So lean for me on the magic. All right, moving along. Denver at OKC. Uh, don't look now. The Thunder have won two games in a row. Can they make it three? No, I don't, I, I don't think so. Uh, Denver coming off that beatdown of the Hawks from five days ago. They, they got some surprise bench help from Bones Highland, who is a baller and not a doctor, Jim. Reigning MVP Nikola Jocic had a quiet game. He almost had a triple-double. So maybe he actually shows up today and puts up a better effort. Almost triple-double. Come on, Jokic. Get the full triple-double. Uh, Aaron Gordon listed as questionable for tonight's game. I do believe he will play. But even without him, I think the Nuggets should be able to handle the Thunder here. $10 money line bet on Denver. Yeah, for me, this game is about pace, and Denver's been pushing the pace, and Oklahoma City doesn't. Uh, they've scored 102, 104, 110, 84, 95 in their last five games. It's just a team that really struggles to get to triple digits. Uh, Denver has scored you know, over 110 in three of their last four, 107 in the, the loss that, against Minnesota. But I don't think Oklahoma City can just keep up with the pace and the scoring efficiency of the Nuggets, so I think they cover that six and a half ten bucks on the gold diggers all right yeah i'm leaning that way but i couldn't quite make it nork so just a lean for me on denver you guys will cash this one no problem all right hey moving along to houston heading to milwaukee you know i missed on the rockets a couple days ago against the bulls but i, I that's not gonna scare me off of eyeing up houston again today uh, bucks once again are gonna be without Giannis. in their last game they were humiliated by the aforementioned cavaliers Christian Wood listed as questionable for the Rockets with a knee injury, but it does look like he shall play, and I think that gives an advantage to the Rockets here for sure. Uh, biggest concern I have, listen, uh, the Rockets' poor road play. If this was a home game for Houston, I would not hesitate to bet him. So here you go. That was a hesitation. And now a bet on the Rockets, $10 money line bet on Houston. Yeah, look, Christian Wood doesn't play it. Actually, not even a big deal. They've got this rookie, Alfred Sengen, who is a points per minute monster uh, all across the board. He passes, he steals, he blocks, he scores, he rebounds. Um, so I'm not worried if Christian Wood doesn't play. What I'm worried about is the Rockets. They beat Detroit, but the three losses against Chicago, New York, and Cleveland, not only they lose – They've lost in grand fashion. So their ability to lose by 10 points is definitely there. Even without Giannis, this game just scares me to death. I, I don't trust the Bucks. I certainly don't trust the Rockets. I'll lean Houston, but I hate this game. Yeah, not crazy about this one either. I'm le I'll lean Houston with you. Even at the nine and a half, I was almost there. I needed I went needed like 10. <laughs> so lean for me on Houston. Hey, you can get 10. I can get you 10. Okay. You 10? Okay. 365. They're up already? Goddamn. I don't have it up. Let me take a look yeah. and see. All right. Anyway, uh, next game up, Toronto at Chicago. Raptors coming off of a very shocking win over the Warriors four days ago. They have won three of five games. Their two losses were by a combined three points. The issue for them, like many teams, COVID protocols, Fred Van Vliet, Scotty Barnes, Gary Trent Jr., Pascal Siakam, Goran Dragic, all going to be out. And without them, I just can't see them competing. One guy 
who uh, will look to take it to his former team is probably DeMar DeRozan. He has been picking up the slack in the absence of Zach Levine, adding in to uh, contributing to that Bulls team. Also, Lonzo Ball, Nikola Vucevic, uh, they're pretty good. Not not bad. Uh, they have this team at 10-4 and four at home this season. You know, if Toronto was healthy, I'd say that there might be some value in betting them on a money line, but with the B or maybe even C squad there, I just don't think that they have enough to keep up with Chicago here. I'm going to have to up my bet a little bit here. So a $20 money line bet on the Bulls. Mm. $20 to win. <laughs> I think you're going to win four. It's four. Um, I'm winning four. Yes, I'm betting yeah. $20 to win four. That's how money line betting goes, unfortunately. Yeah, it's pretty sad. Look, I think the Bulls win this, but no Troy Brown Jr., no Zach Levine, no Alex Caruso, who's a defensive monster. Um, Chicago's got their own COVID problems, not as bad as Toronto. Toronto's pretty bad. I think it's going to be a G League team out there from the uh, Canadian practice squad. Uh, it, this was I don't know why I wrote this one down. Maybe I wasn't aware of how bad the Raptors roster was going to be, but 10 points just feels like it's too many. For a Toronto team, it's been competitive. They've won three of their last four, and the one they lost was in overtime against Brooklyn. I think they keep it within the 10. I'll put 10 bucks on the Raptors. Yeah, 10 points does seem a lot. I, don't, I honestly don't know what to make of it. I, I guess I'll lean Toronto just because it's 10 points. And we bet, I bet four, minus 450 once money line, and I lost all my stomach lining watching that game. So <laughs> uh, We only got one more game left, and there's no hockey. So this this is probably it for the day. And no college football or anything, right? This, this, this is, nope, this is it. Nothing. Oh, all right. Where does it suck? <laughs> wow, crazy. Uh, Clippers at the Kings. I feel like my NBA coverage today has mostly been me reading off of an injury report, but at least for the Clippers, I'm reading the injury report. And, and it's, it's good news because Paul George is going to play for them. Now, granted, he played in their last game, and they got absolutely annihilated by the Spurs, resulting in the Clippers' third loss in a row. But I like them to bounce back today. And why, do you ask? Well, it's time for me to read off the other side of the injury report, this time for Sacramento. No De'Aaron Fox, no Marvin Bagley III, and no Terrence Davis. So that puts pressure on Buddy Heald and Harrison Barnes to kind of carry this offense. And when these guys have to carry the offense, it's been kind of a mixed bag. Uh, last game, they struggled to score 100 points. I believe they had 98. And prior to that, they put up 121 against the Spurs. So kind of a big swing there, 98 to 128, uh, uh, 98 to 121. Um, I'm banking on them probably being closer to the 100-point mark than the 120-point mark. I, I don't like this Kings team very much. I don't love the Clippers either. Um, that's why I'm, I'm not going to take the points here. I'm going to just bet the money line. So $10 on the Clippers money line. Yeah, the thing about the Kings is they're slightly bipolar in their scoring. They struggle to get to triple digits on the road, but they do pretty decent at home, uh, scoring 119, 121, 105 again in that loss to Memphis. So I expect their scoring to be a little higher. The, the Clippers, just this isn't the Clippers team that we've seen, and, and granted they haven't had Kawhi all year, but they struggle to score whether Paul George is on the floor or not. Um, seven points with Paul George, I think, they could probably cover it, but at, what I'm looking at is that total of 219 and a half. I'm really tempted to take that under the 219 and a half. I'll, I'll lean the Clippers here. Mm, mm. Yeah, I'm going to lean the Clippers here too. Uh, let's see where it gets to by game time. I, I have a feeling a lot of people are going to be hitting this Clippers line, and I think it's going to, if it gets a little bit higher, I think there might be some value on Sacramento to to take yeah, it. I'm seeing it seven now. Seven now, yeah. Pinnacle went from six to six and a half just now, so it's climbing. We'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that one. Uh, what'd you say? The you like the over or the under? 
this 219. I'm like on the under. I, I think, just I, I don't th- trust this Clipper team to get much over 100 points. <laughs> I think you're. I think you might be onto something. I think this is probably closer to the 215 kind of score. Max, what do you think on the total here? Uh, I have this uh, higher than than that. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, but uh, again, it, it really is contingent upon which Sacramento team shows up. I think the Clippers can keep pace with Sacramento. If Sacramento is pushing the ball and their offense is clicking, I think the Clippers can keep up with that. I think it's you know it has the opportunity though of being a lower scoring game just because the Clippers can play some pretty good defense and if that Sacramento team is not hitting their threes then then it goes way under. So to me, I, I have this as an over. Um, but if, if it's not an over, then it's going to be a way under. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we talked about our power rankings. We talked about you know NFL extensively. And we talked about basketball. And we did not talk about hockey. They're on, they're on a little hiatus right now. A little break. Yeah, until everybody picks up what the NFL is doing. And just we're not going to test people anymore. Max, that is it. That is it. Download the TJ's app for Android or iOS and listen to anything but our picks, your picks, anyone's picks. No matter where you listen, please highest rating, come subscribe, download, and listen to every single episode of Panther. Take us home. Panther Parlay time. We're going with those Toronto Raptors, those Denver Nuggets, and the dreaded kiss of death. Oh, boy. Yeah, we're fucked. Cleveland Cavaliers, put those three together. That'll be your Panther Parlay. Then we're hanging out on Facebook, mostly on Twitter, where if you give us a shout out, we will shout right back. But most importantly, let us know what you guys did yesterday, what you're going to do today when it's all said and done, kids. It's all make some money, fools. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. 